This is James Montgomery, and this is Primarily Pro Football Talk. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is our Fantasy Focus Week 13. Going into, or we're going into Week 14. Finish Week 13. Wanted to open up the segment. Uh, we got Creason Jones here. Fantasy, fantasy guy. The fantasy guy. How do, how did your how did your week go? Did it go okay or not really? Well, dude, so it was kind of a weird week because um, I had a lot of things kind of go right as far as predictions of smaller players and, and you know like sleeper type players, but a lot of my main producers just had absolutely horrendous weeks, man. So I ended up like. I mean, I'm talking about Kyler Murray, of course, had yeah. a terrible game. Hopkins had a bad game. Kamara, um, even Dalvin Cook only had like 10 points, which which isn't like a horrible game. But with Dalvin Cook, you're like, dude, 10 points, you know? So, um, dude, there was there was just a lot of things that are were head scratching from players that normally produce um, really well. So, anyway, I, I, I ended up winning one of them so i still i think i have two losses in my two murray leagues mm-hmm. uh, so we're still doing pretty good in those two teams but um the other ones are looking ugly right now and i've just had some tough ones recently i ended up losing one of those games to uh that wince's hail mary oh my gosh that the uh yeah. wince yeah to the to the uh Rogers, Richard yeah, Rogers, and, and it was it was so funny because the other guy I, I was only winning by like thirteen and I was out of players and this guy had Wentz going into that you know that matchup and that was his last chance and in the first quarter Wentz had zero points yeah and in the second quarter like after the half Wentz had like two points yeah. so it was looking really good for him to actually end up going down with less than 13 and then i don't know Wentz put together a few drives and then that hail mary was in fact the dagger um so it, it's kind of funny man because like the other week i i ended up winning a matchup on the kyler murray hail mary yeah. um so i guess this is just karma this is just uh, <laughs> the way things go uh of course i was going to lose a few weeks later on the same exact thing so it's all good man um I, I have a feeling that we're gonna go into these these next five weeks and really have some good weeks. So yeah, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, awesome. So we're gonna talk about what we did right, uh, what we did wrong. First thing, we got a lot of predictions correct on our sleepers yeah, and sits. We really did. We really did. Yeah. Um, so the the first one I want to mention because I I really like him right now, even though we're not always sure about him. Yeah. Um, the way Rivers is playing, dude. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been really impressive. So he in fact put up 18 points last week. So he was a great quarterback sleeper last week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rivers is a guy you're gonna need to watch out for moving forward because yeah. they didn't have an off season. You got to remember. So it's gonna take him a minute to get acclimated to the offense and what they're doing. So, of course, he's going to start off slow, but fortunately for them, their defense is so good 
that it, they won some games not even having him play very good. So, I mean, yeah, he, he might be a guy you look for to, to continue to produce as the season goes. I, I could see him, I mean, especially because, you know, you know he's going to be one of the, um, you know, the postseason quarterbacks. Um, I can see him definitely being a, a quarterback you can use late into the season. Not every week, but definitely against certain matchups for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I I do think they do make the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if they they get kicked by somebody. Just just that's be- true, man. I mean, yeah, they they are a little inconsistent, sort of like the Titans, man. I love your comparison um, uh, to, of them to the Titans, the bow tie versus the the, the tie. The, just the necktie. Um, <laughs> the necktie. Dude, that, that that is like the best analogy I've heard in the year twenty twenty. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah, awesome. I. Yeah, the 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 Colts I could definitely see not making it even being like a 10-win team which would be really sad. But I no, I do think they make it. I'm I, my prediction is they're like a 6 seed. But yeah. Um yeah. I I I wouldn't be surprised if like because there's so many good teams in the AFC, it wouldn't surprise me if the Colts were out of the mix. So. Yeah. And dude, I mean speaking of the Colts, one of the other sleepers we got right was Hines, man. Uh, oh, okay. Again, Dude, Hines Hines got 18 points, man. Um, let me look up what his stats were. 10 carries. So, dude, this week he actually did get like the most carries he's had all year with 10. Yeah. Uh, but only 30 yards. So it's I mean only three yards a carry. But again, dude, it's the pass catching. He had eight receptions, 66 yards. So, yeah. dude, Hines is a guy that. Is just so weird and outside the box, but we were right about him again, man. Yeah. So yeah, Hines and then Murray. You called. He got twenty five points. He went off against the Broncos. Yeah. So you and I were talking before the show a little bit, and this is a really interesting one, man. So you and I both kind of feel the exact same way. Yeah. We both think that the Saints are saving Kamara right now for a little bit later in the season when they're going to make a push. So we both think that they're going to rely heavy on Murray for, for like the next couple weeks, maybe until week 15 when they have to go and play Kansas city, maybe then they'll activate Kamara, you know, and get him back in all the way. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're just seeing what they can get with Latavius Murray and especially the way they run their offense now with, uh, um, Taysom Hill. He kind of complements the running game better than Kamara does because Kamara's more of a pass catcher, you know. Exactly. And 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 let's be honest, Taysom Hill is not the best the best passer. So. No, dude. I mean, he, and he's not going to be. People shouldn't expect more than one or or maybe two touchdowns just from like you know two red zone throws. Um, but he's definitely going to get running touchdowns and running yards. Um. So Taysom Hill is another really interesting one that I do like certain weeks, but we'll yeah. talk about him a little bit later. Yeah. Um, another another one we got right, uh, Wayne Gallman, the running back in New York, sixteen point nine points, dude. Or I'm sorry, uh, eighteen points over there. Yeah. So dude, he's been just so reliable for New York the last few weeks. What do you think about him? Yeah, I I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't seen him, I haven't watched him play, but him being there in the place of, um, 
the guy that got what's Barkley? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bar- he, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know if you're the one that said this, but teams teams that rely on the running back, you 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 always want to look at the back that replaces them. I'm pretty sure you're the one that said that. Like uh, Wayne Gall. Yeah. Yeah. So like Gallman is the perfect like star example of that exact line of thinking. Yeah. I mean, Gallman, Gallman's not nowhere near the athlete you know Saquon is but dude 17 points is fantastic and it's it's just going to come because they're going to hand the ball off because that's what the Giants are going to do yeah so anyway yeah uh, so Gallman. so Gallman and then Ingram too Ingram dude, had a big week yeah. yeah man uh 17 points um had a great fantastic game as a tight end I mean dude I'm happy with like eight or nine points honestly so he yeah did so well um, and then James, it, this next name might be a surprise to you. <laughs> Curtis Samuel. Hello. Guys, I tell you every single week. How many weeks in a row is this? We got, five, six. Yeah, five 19, or six weeks we've been saying Curtis Samuel every single week. Curtis Samuel, man, thirteen points. He's he's going to be the number one targeted receiver on the offense. So uh, put him in your offense. Now, here's the one thing. Curtis Samuel is on a bye this week, so can't use him this week. So, I, he, you know, my my wide receiver starter sleeper uh, list feels one short this week, James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel a little empty inside that I can't have Curtis Samuel on my sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. so, so Samuel's out this week because of a bye, so that's good. And then the main the main one we wanted to highlight this week was Creason and I'll just I'll give Creason the props because Creason basically called exactly what happened in the Chicago Green Bay game. Uh he stated that Jones was not going to have a good game. He scored 10 points and then Jamal Williams was probably a better pick and he scored 13 and it turned out to be true. He also pointed out that Jamal Williams would get all of his carries in garbage time when the Packers were up in the fourth quarter which was also true um and i'll just state my my the part where i went wrong was uh i was expecting chicago green bay game to be good no matter who was good and who was bad because i always use the 07 comparison when the packers were 14 and 2 and the bears were 7 <laughs> yeah. the bears were 7 and 9 and guess who the two losses the packers had were it was the bears the bears <laughs> And so I always use that analogy. However, uh, Sunday night was not the case. And yeah, it kind of <laughs> went like according to the script as if it wasn't a divisional game. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, dude, it was just so funny because I, I don't know if it was late third quarter or fourth quarter, but what the Packers do is they they like to alternate their backs for the whole series. So – Jamal Williams will get an entire series and then Jones will get an entire series. And that one drive that they had late third quarter or fourth quarter um, was like the one good drive that the Packers put together late in that game. And it was Jamal Williams's drive. So he was the one that ended up getting the yards and the touchdown from that successful drive. So yeah, like, you know, in garbage time, just like I was thinking, Jamal Williams got his touches and the points, man. Yeah, so that should that should be noted. That should be noted. Um, 
Nelson Aguilar is a guy who maybe some people remember in Philly who was basically irrelevant. Um, yeah. I felt like they kept throwing him the ball in Philly last year, and it was like, dude, this guy's not good. That's what I, I was just yeah, like, I, I was like, why is he playing? Just, just get him off the field. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Like for some reason, he's he's had a really nice resurgence, you know, in Las Vegas. Yeah. And it's so funny because, dude, Carr didn't even play after the three fumbles and getting benched. Like yeah, so I, I want to talk about Carr in just a minute because I got a bone to pick with him. But <laughs> Aguilar, hey man, Aguilar still got eleven points without that happening. So I don't know, man. I I think Aguilar is close to a start every week kind of player. Some people don't have him that high, but yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's kind of like a Curtis Samuel, honestly. He kind of reminds me. Where it's yeah. like a guy you should be playing, but if you have someone better, it's like okay, like you got Hopkins yeah. and and uh, uh, Keenan Allen. Okay, I understand why you're not going to play Samuel or Aguilar, but exactly. But um, and then but then but then that little voice down deep inside tells you, that, yeah, but Aguilar is probably going to end up with more points than that player this week. Yeah, those are the times where it's so hard as a fantasy owner. When you're like, I'm going to sit down Aaron Jones for Jamal Williams and then feel good about that. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while that leads to a mic drop. So it's all good. Yeah. Hayden. Anyway, uh, Hayden Hurst, nine points, man. So we stuck with him after the goose egg in week 11, and he gave us nine points. So I'm happy for that for tight ends. Okay. And, and the then, last. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the Giants defense and the Saints defense both did really well. Yeah, uh, that Saints defense was a good pick because the Broncos didn't have a quarterback, so it was like, yeah, I felt good about that. Yeah, uh, John Johnu Smith didn't score any points. That was our sit, and then Travis sure. Fulgham was also a oh, three point six points, and we had him sit too, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. The other. I mean, dude, Philadelphia just looked so bad that whole first half. Oh, oh yeah, they they were. I would, their defense was playing lights out, but it was like <clears throat> impressive, very impressive defense this week. Philly. Yeah, so uh, a couple areas I remember we didn't do too good in uh, was one again predicting the the Chicago Green Bay game on my part that was no good, and then uh, who. I mean, D, Johnson did have a decent week. It wasn't a great week, so that wasn't – it's kind of like an in-between. So we had him sit, but he did get like 10 points, so I guess that isn't necessarily – Yeah, a... you know, he ended up getting his targets this week. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh came out and basically – I mean, actually, Snell actually looked pretty good in, in you know, the late game, but – for the most part, Pittsburgh is just going to line up and sling the ball to one of those three receivers. Yeah, every play. we were literally. T- I think they each got ten targets, so it's just kind of yeah. it's kind of hard not to play them. <laughs> it's a cool offense, man. I, I like Pittsburgh's offense. I, I like their defense too. Um, yeah. Again, I I don't think they're perfect, and I I don't think I have them as high as you do quite. Yeah. But. They continue to earn my respect week in and week out. I mean, all, all you can do is win your games that you're asked to play, right? So, yeah. you know, if they're doing that. Uh, you know, they have my, they have the tip of my hat. Um, yeah. This week as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Pittsburgh true Pittsburgh fans just get mad because everybody says Kansas City's better than them. 
<laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel bad about, you know, giving out the pick for Derek Carr. But, hey, he was in my offense, too. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just shocked about what happened. I, I, I have no words for what happened in that Las Vegas it's, game. Man. It's one of those things, man, and we were talking about last year, the, the Raiders were 6-4 and four in the same spot last year, and they lose a really bad game, really bad against somebody not good. The Jet, it was the Jets. And now now the Jets last year, I always, okay, listen, I called the Jets winning out on their back half. So they went six and two. They went six and two on the back half last year. Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers yeah, that know. because they're so bad this year. So it's like, uh, but no, they ended up losing to the Jets last year, and then they went seven and nine. So let's hope that that doesn't happen again. Because guess who they're playing this week? Playing the Jets this week. The <laughs> Jets. Oh god. Well, all right, um, dude. The other thing was, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, you know, we, we picked him last week as a sleeper for the Colts. And he actually ended up – this is what's interesting. He ended up being the most targeted Colt with nine targets. Mm-hmm. So we weren't wrong We weren't wrong to pick him as probably the, the main target in that offense. But he only caught two of those balls, James. Oh, so he um, ended up being a bust. He ended up being like a – Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and it, you know, it always hurts me when a player gets the production that I expect and they don't produce. Yeah. That makes me not like you anymore. So, yeah. Michael Pittman, man, we, we had that one wrong. And then uh, the, the other long shot pick, man, and I don't feel that bad because this was a long shot, but Jack Doyle on the Colts, uh, 0 for 1. You know, only targeted once, no catches. <laughs> My bad, guys. But hey, that was a that was a dig up. You know, yeah, that was like, that was like and, and we let everybody know. Listen, we're digging on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and you know, just a couple other things that went sideways in, in general, James. Yeah. You know, of course, Kyler Kyler Murray's terrible game. Yeah. Hopkins terrible game. Um, and Hopkins really has had a couple stinkers in the last four weeks, um, just because yeah. you know Murray hasn't been getting in the ball. Well, well, and and just to mention, like I and I think if you were, I should have looked at this a little closer. But you were just thinking that the Patriots weren't good. But Bill Belichick's only lost like one game against first and yeah, second year that. quarterbacks, and it That's was just really kind of yeah, it was just kind of obvious that that was gonna happen. But it like you know obviously you're in the moment, yeah. and it's like oh of course they're gonna beat the Patriots, you know. <laughs> Especially when they got that interception with four minutes left, you know that that really should have been the dagger. Uh, th- there's several reasons why the Cardinals lost the game. They had a lot of way, uh, ways they could have won. Yeah. Um, so I think in the end, like what left me so disappointed was just the fact that yeah, they like they didn't play very well, and then they still came back and pretty much had a chance to do it, and then they didn't execute, and then they had another chance and they didn't execute. So, yeah. you know, it's not all on the kicker, Zane Gonzalez, even though I, I, I want a new kicker for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's not all on him, man. You know, Kirk dropped that touchdown pass before the half. It's like, you know, it was in his hands on, on yeah. that slant. So, dude, there, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of ways the Cardinals – I mean, they were clearly the better team that was just confused. And I think maybe it was Belichick confusing Murray. Yeah. So I, think, I think you're right. And plus, Murray has that injury. Maybe that's affecting his decision to run 
a little bit right now. Yeah, yeah, and I do think it's affecting the play calling. So that is that is something to be noted. So we're we're moving on to our sleepers for the week, quarterbacks. We got okay, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the the first one, whoever is going to quarterback for Miami against Cincinnati, I don't know if Tua is going to come back from COVID. Uh, but if he does, it would be Tua for sure. And then Fitzpatrick is fine; is a good option as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think whoever it is will have a good game against Cincy. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that that's good to note. I didn't realize he was on the COVID. I thought Fitzpatrick just replaced him for some reason, but. Yeah. Um. No, that's why Tua didn't play. So he, Tua was. Oh, that was another thing that you know. I think we had Tua as a sleeper. Maybe not last week, but the week before. But if we yeah. did, you know, he he ended up going on COVID this week. So. Yeah, and then we, we didn't know. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it is. It is what we it is. Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And then uh, Rivers, man, against Houston. You know, some weeks we put Rivers on the bench for sure, but we both kind of like Rivers right now. And uh, yeah. going up against Houston, I mean, Houston's not like horrible. But they're twenty second against quarterbacks in fantasy, and you and I both think it's going to be a shootout against Watson. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I think Watson's putting up numbers. However, one thing that needs to be noted is Will Fuller is out for six games, and that's their vertical threat. And is, yeah, that does change your offense, and it does change how people prepare for you. So that I mean, it could be bad. It could be ugly. Like the the Colts could just yeah. just run them over. So, and. And I know the Colts got ran over by the Titans, and everybody's gonna say, "Oh, the Colts aren't very good." You gotta understand, their best defensive lineman was out that game. Yeah. Uh, and if you watch the Bears-Packers game, the Packers just ran it straight down the Bears' throat. It's because their best defensive lineman was out. The Bears, because of COVID. Yeah. So, so it's was, like yeah. the, those guys mean a lot more than people realize. So. Um, yeah, I do, man. I think the Colts. I think the Colts could run away with this one just because Will Fuller is not allowing that offense to open up the way it's supposed to. Um, but yeah, I I I definitely like Rivers this week. And then you got you got an interesting one that a lot of people would would probably question, but we both like. Yeah, you know, you were asking me about Newton before the show, um, and you know, like my first instinct is to say sit, but. You know, I, I think you and I both agree that the Patriots are going to make uh, maybe not like a final push to the playoffs, but at least a small push in the late goings here. Yeah. And if they're going to do that, man, which is what we both think is going to happen, it's going to go through Newton's legs. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, you know, he's still going to have his games where he puts up pretty good numbers passing every once in a while. So um, I think that against the Chargers – you know, it's going to be a shootout, and so I think Newton is going to have to put the team well, on his back and well, have a great game. And, and I, I mean, I, I think uh, the way they run offense is perfect for the Charger, against the Chargers because the Chargers are like a bad a bad team with a high-powered offense, and, yeah, exactly. the, and the Patriots can just milk, can just freaking run the clock because they're just going to run the ball against a poor, against a porous defense. And... Yeah. And just uh, just keep the ball away, and I think they are. I think I think the Patriots are going to win this week. I think the Patriots are going to be at five hundred at the end of the week. So, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people, but I do think the Patriots, you know, especially like the momentum that they picked up, you know, beating the Cardinals was big for them. Yeah. Um, so I think that they're going to go and, and, and continue. They're not going to dominate anybody, but they're yeah. going to play well I, and be there in the end. And 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 I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I really don't. But I I be just because there's too many good teams in the AFC. But but I do think that they end up eight and eight, and they're a little more competitive than than they than they looked a few weeks ago. You know. So yeah. And then, dude, the last one I've got here, man. Um, you know, we've talked about him a little bit before. Taysom Hill. You know, I, I'm not going to say he's, you know, going to be the quarterback you want to start every week. But I think he's somebody you definitely just want to have on your on your roster just to have as like a safety spot because I don't think he's really ever going to go much below 15 points, James. Like he yeah. runs the, the ball in the red zone a lot. That's going to give him a lot of red zone touchdowns, kind of sort, sort of like Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, he's not going to give you a lot with his arm. But I think because the Saints are going to go to like a pretty heavy rushing attack, at least until Breeze comes back, Hill is going to be kind of in the in the centerpiece of New Orleans with Latavius Murray. So I think they're both going to have a lot of rushes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point to make for sure. Uh, we got our running back sleepers. Again, you got you got Hines number one. Yeah, man, I got to go with Hines again. You know he. He continues to impress me every single week. Uh, against Houston this week, he's probably going to continue to produce big plays for that indie offense. He's still not really going to be a guy that you're going to expect a lot of production from, although those 10 carries this week was nice to see, for sure. Yeah. And then eight receptions on top of that, man. Yeah, that's yeah, 18 touches, man, for a running back. That's plenty, right, for fantasy guys? Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, Rivers is going to need him against Houston like we were saying yeah and then Murray we got Murray up there because we we think Kamara's they're saving him we think they're saving Kamara right now so I think so man I I think that's a smart way to think about what's happening because there's there is a reason why Kamara's production has gone down to almost nothing in the last couple weeks and it's not it's not for no reason at all so I think it's definitely they're saving him they're going to keep running Latavius heavy until probably week 15. Um, when they go up against Kansas City, they'll probably start to activate Kamara a little bit more. Yeah, and then you got Gallman again, uh, Giants running back. Yeah. And dude. and we were just talking, like, uh, I, you brought this up in maybe our first episode where it's a team who loses a star running back. You want to play the running back that takes his place because their their offense is made around that running back. Right. Yeah, man. Gallman is like the prime example of, of that kind of thinking because, you know, an offense like the Giants, they absolutely have to rely on, you know, somebody. They, they probably hand the ball off 40, 45 times a game. So um, Gallman is always going to have decent games just because he's going to get production. And, and so definitely a guy that I'm going to leave in my lineup for a while. Yeah, and then we got wide receiver sleepers. We got uh, Jarvis Landry to to start it off. Yeah, man. So 
it, it's actually surprising to some people that Landry might even be a sleeper because he's been a huge star in the past. Um, but he's really had a bad year. And it's kind of surprising recently that he hasn't had bigger games, you know, with all these Browns receivers injured, you know. And yeah. He himself is only, he's only been back for a couple weeks himself. But anyway, um, I had a feeling that Landry was going to eventually have a game like this, um, and he finally did this week. So 28.3 points, you know, huge numbers for Landry this week in that game. So um, – I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Landry is probably gonna continue to be pretty productive in the Browns offense while the rest of their receiver core is pretty banged up. So there's no reason why they wouldn't target him a lot. I mean, if it doesn't happen, it's it's curious. It's weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got we got Cole Beasley too. Yeah. So this one might surprise you because San Francisco is nothing to sneeze at. They're a good defense. Um, but the reason why I think Beasley is because San Francisco's good line is going to cause, I think, Buffalo to check the ball down a ton. And Beasley is such a great check. Dude, he's like one of the best check down receivers in the whole league. Like, I can't think of many that, that do it so well like he does. So um, I'm thinking that Buffalo is going to need Beasley to have a big game to move the ball against San Fran. So even though you might not think any Buffalo receivers this week, I'm thinking Beasley, man. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Um, are you are you thinking? Oh, he's on. Uh, I I I was I was gonna mention about John Brown. The offense just is so much better with John Brown in, and he's on injured reserve no. right now yeah. for at least three weeks. It says with a high ankle sprain. Um, so. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough on their offense. I'm not saying. I mean, it should increase uh, Beasley's targets, so it should help fantasy owners with Beasley. But um, yeah, that's that's the other reason I like that matchup. Um, yeah. So, James, that's kind of an example of one of those where you go against the matchup because of reasons that that make better sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, yeah. When you script when you script a game out like that, there's always like times where you're going to be dead wrong, you know? So, um, yeah, anyway. but that's, that's the way we play it. And yeah. The last one, uh, T Higgins, man, I'm so happy to announce this one because you know how much I love him. Um, even though, even though that Cincinnati offense is like so devastated, T Higgins still producing buddy. Yeah. T T Higgins, man. I, I did notice he had a hundred yard game and yeah. Um, it was without Joe Burrow, and I'm like, that's a good receiver. So <laughs> he's he's a fantasy guy. Uh, if if you can produce without your quarterback, you're you're legit. So there's T Higgins. Yeah. Then you're. And then the last the last name I've got here, James, is a it's a non sleeper because we can't play him. He's on a bye. Yeah. But again, I had to mention Curtis Samuel. Everyone, put him on your team. You know. <laughs> Have him ready for the week after because he's going to be back and ready for more big fantasy games. But he's on a bye this week. Yeah. Got to mention. Yeah, Kurt, we we love Curtis Samuel. We love we love the love. Carolina offense. Um. Yeah, your tight end sleepers. Now these again, this year hasn't been the best tight end year, obviously. But yeah, 
you know, to mention, got Hooper, the Cleveland uh, tight end, right? No, um, dude, he's got a lot of upside. Even though he's, he's a little dangerous of a play, because um, he does bomb games. You know, Mayfield doesn't always get him the ball at all. So, like, that's the one thing is I don't trust Mayfield to throw him the ball all the time. But in a situational matchup, uh, like next week, Tennessee is only 24 against tight ends. And, and we both think that that's going to be a high-scoring game, too. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think Hooper is going to be somebody that, that's going to get targets against Tennessee. And he does have really good games sometimes when he's targeted. So, yeah, man. Yeah, ten, uh, Hooper and then Ingram again against Seattle. Yeah, you know, I think going into that week, Seattle, you know, maybe they're going to have to maybe try to lock down on, on the, uh, the New York receivers and try to limit them so Ingram might become free a little bit, especially because that Seattle defense, the, the secondary is not good. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Ingram might have another good week this week. Um, and then last week, dude, we told you to sit him. This week, I'm activating him again. Johnny Smith going up against Cleveland. Um, that's a really, really good matchup for tight ends. And I think Smith, you know, after having a goose egg this week, he's going to have a good game this week. Okay. Last week, he said, yeah. Yeah, those are. So, yeah. There's your tight end sleepers. Defensive sleepers are the Dolphins against Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. So that, of course, should be a good pickup. <laughs> yeah, especially if the Dolphins, you know, have a lot of takeaways like they did early in the year. I, I'm on, I'm curious what the Dolphins' schedule is right now. I'm gonna pull it up real quick because because there's just. There's these, there's like six teams in the AFC that are fighting for three spots or or five teams or something, and uh, it's um, the if the Dolphins got a pretty easy schedule, okay, they play the Bengals and the Chiefs, so they're probably gonna lose that. They'll probably probably lose to the Chiefs. Uh, Patriots, nah, that'll be a tough one. Raiders, okay, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Dolphins might be the odd man out. After this game, they got a pretty brutal stretch. So, that'll be something to keep an eye on, too. That, that will be. That's, that's one that I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. And then Raiders against the Jets. So, play anybody playing the Jets. <laughs> They're playing the Jets. That's all I want to say on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Running back sits. So, we got Kamara, and we kind of we kind of brushed on that. So. Yeah. So, you know, normally, it, this, is, this is so weird, man, because normally – never sit down Kamara but um, what we're thinking is yeah Kamara is being saved for later on and if that is the case which that's that's what it's looked like the last two weeks yeah um, so I don't think he's going to have a good game until week 15 against Kansas City so I, I mean I know it's weird to sit Kamara but honestly go get Latavius Murray and put him in instead yeah well and Latavius like we said, I think it complements their run game better than than Kamara because Kamara's the pass catcher and Taysom Hill can't can't throw. So yeah, or, they like to line him up and just let him go inside. You know, Kamara likes to run it outside a lot more. So. Yeah, then your QB sits. This was one we both agreed on. 
man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm not a, a golf lover, but yeah. you know, this week playing the Cardinals, it's going to be a really, really good game. But the, how I think it's going to go down is the Cardinals are going to bend but not break, um, and ultimately they're going to play on those struggles that golf sometimes has to find the the end zone. Yeah. So. Um, I'm thinking the Cardinals are going to win this game. I'm still going to pick them right now. I know that's a tough pick to say right now mm-hmm. because the NFC West is such a toss-up. But uh, I, I'm going to pick the Cardinals to rebound, play well, hold Goff down and out of the end zone. So let's sit Goff down this week. Yeah, and, and just to note, the Cardinals' defense is number two, I believe, in the league in giving up touchdowns in the red zone. So that's that's to be noted. Yeah, and, and that's gonna yeah that's gonna really make it hard on Goff I think because he already has that issue like we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah, and then we got defensive sits. We got the Saints against the Falcons because that could, and maybe maybe not like your immediate sit, but it's something to think about. The Falcons' offense yeah. high powered. That's one of those ones where so it's not that you're sitting the Saints down because think that it's going to be a horrible game for them but you know that it definitely could go really bad yeah for the saints and i don't like matchups like that i don't want to have anything scary about the defense that i'm playing because i want to be able to get five to ten points and have that be a boost that i can rely on yeah and you can always you can always go and get a new defense every week that's going to do well even I mean, there, there's always uh, defenses that you wouldn't normally play that are going to have a good week for sure. So um, anyway, it, it's just it's too easy to get a defense played this matchup, I think. And I think Matt Ryan might go off. Yeah, and it's it's like one of those things where it's like the the pro of playing the Saints defense this week is getting ten points, and the con negative five. <laughs> yes. So it's like the 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 ceiling of it is is just very low you know it's like so you know the thing about the falcons this week that i also want to mention is they julio you know was out last week with that hip injury uh julio is a player that i do have on one team and so obviously i was really bummed when he didn't play last week but um if he does end up playing this week then the Falcons again, you know, they always have such a dangerous trio of pass catchers. I just, I worry the Saints may not be able to contain them for four quarters. So, yeah. yeah, we still probably think the Saints win, but it could, it could be, it could be like a high, power, a high scoring affair. You know, I would assume it will be, and uh, that's why I'm thinking Hill is Taysom Hill is going to be a good pick on the other side because I think it is going to be game where there's going to be a lot of points on both sides yeah and then uh cleveland's defense against tennessee and i think everybody would agree with that one for sure (laughs) yeah you know um not that i don't think cleveland is also not going to put up points but um i think tennessee is going to win this game and uh i think that cleveland needs to be sat down they're going to give up a lot of points yeah and then we didn't have a prayer request this week, but I was thinking um, 
I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure off the top of my head. But you got anybody? I, I, uh, yeah. Let's pray for. Let's pray. Uh, yeah. Let's pray for Crowder, man. Oh, Jamison Crowder, the Jets receiver. I know, I know we've prayed for him before, but dude, like, and I'm not even playing him the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, that's that's. That's actually our final sit of the week. Our wide receiver sit is Jamison Crowder. We both agree, man. The Jets are done. And uh, but but I still want to just pray for him and what they're going through over there because they had a promising young season, you know. <laughs> and now toilet bowl coming. Now yeah, now they're now they're going to be zero sixteen. So we just pray for Jamison Crowder that they keep up the the positive attitude. And you just give them some kind of production for whoever's playing. Amen. <laughs> yeah. This was James Montgomery with Creason Jones with our fantasy focus. And this was primarily pro football talk.